I think I've got it on. There we go. It's a different place for me this morning. Putting this thing on feels awfully uncomfortable, <laughs> but uh, maybe it won't be a hindrance. I've got a uh, word I believe the Lord has given me. It's a demonstrative word. I hope to be able to reach into the condition of our lives before we met Christ, the condition of our lives after we met Christ, and what we sometimes do to, to be defeated, to be held in bondage. And uh, so, Father, I pray that today you would speak loud and clear, that the scales would fall off our eyes, we would see you for who you truly are, and we would see ourselves truly in need of you, and we would see ourselves as you see us. Thank you, Father. So here we go. Get my glasses where I can read. So this is entitled Enslaved Again. And I want to lay some groundwork because I think it's important that we understand why this is applicable to our lives. In 1 John 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So that's the foundation of what we believe of who God is, right? He's always been God. He was there from the beginning. Christ was there with him, the Word. There never was a time where he wasn't. But then something happened to man. And we go to Genesis and we read in Genesis two fifteen through 16, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. That's the basis. We all start there. From the day that you're conceived, you're dying. That's our condition. Before Christ. Now, I'm going to ask Alex to kind of help me. Bear with me on this because this is a little different for all of us, but let's do this first, Alex. Waldo. Okay, hold him up. Hold him right there. Let me get, let me get dressed. Yeah. 
Looks weird, doesn't it? Feels even weirder. Yeah, just just wrap it up, brother. Just wrap me up. Okay. So here's our condition. This is a dead man, in case you can't tell. Not the greatest artist, but he's dead. Obviously, his eyes are sewn shut, his mouth shown shut. He can't talk. He can't see. He's dead. That's who we are before Christ. This is our condition before Christ. But that's not how we stay when we meet Christ. In Romans, Paul said, Therefore, just as one man's sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, Death reigned from Adam until Moses, even over those who had not sinned in the likeness of the offense of Adam, who is a type of him who wants to come, who was to come, but the free gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one, the many died, much more did the grace of God And the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound to the many. The gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For on the one hand, the judgment arose from the transgressions resulting in condemnation. But on the other hand, the free gift arose for many transgressions resulting in justification. For if by the transgressions of one death reign, progressions of one death reign through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Excuse me for a second. My dead man's thirsty. Okay, so Paul says in Romans, Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from this body of this death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then on the one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God, but on the other with my flesh, the law of sin. He also says in Romans 8, 1 through 2, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. 
And I'm going to use Alex. Alex is going to be representation of Christ today. So when Christ reveals himself to us, this is what he does for us, people. He sets us free. He removes us from the curse of the dead man. He brings us to freedom in him. He forgives us in all that we do. And now, no longer am I slave, but now I stand free. Hallelujah. Right? I'm free. I'm free. But here's where the rub meets the road. Some of us don't know how to stay free. I was that guy. I confessed, knowing Christ. But what everybody else saw in the whole wide world was this. The people that I worked with, they saw this. They didn't see Tom free. They didn't see the work that God did in me. They saw this dead man, and it stinks, and it's putrid. And as I began to just keep living in those thoughts and those lies, I'm like Paul said, wretched man that I am, who will set me free from this body of death? Now, I'm going to go a little bit of poetic license. So here is the dead man. And I'm set free. And I'm walking, trying to do what God wants me to do. I'm trying to walk the right way. But then all of a sudden, something pops up from my past. An addiction that I was set free from. And I picked it back up. And so now, I've got this dead man strapped to me. Once again, I'm living with this dead man. Forgiveness, awkwardness. There was a, a torture, a death that the Etruscan people had. They call it dead body torture. And what they would do when a man was convicted of a crime, they would strap a corpse to him, a corpse to him. So when they strapped that corpse to him, the putridness, the decay, the death would begin to work its way into the body of the criminal. So when we pick up those addictions that we've been set free from, when we pick up that fear, when we pick up unforgiveness that Christ says, forgive, we strap that dead man on us and it begins to hold us captive. It begins to keep us in darkness. It begins to destroy us from the inside. And not only do we pick up this dead body, we run over and grab these chains and start putting them on us again. And we wrap ourselves up with this chain. That's not what Christ has for us. Some of us here today, first off, have never experienced the first freedom. 
you've never had God reveal himself to you in Christ and what he's done and show you what he's done for you. I pray today that you would see that. And many of us are bound by sin today. Many of us are walking in the life of the old man and we're bound, weighted under the heavy chains. But there's hope. It's just a choice, people. You can choose to keep doing this. I know because I did it for a long time. Some of the people who know me the best and love me for the best saw that. Recognized it and I ran from it. Boy, it'll keep you in bondage so much that you can't even share. You can't even have an honest conversation with the people who love you the most. The freedom that comes from knowing who you are and what God says about you and knowing what he's done for you and accepting that is indescribable. If you've never known it, today's a good day. Here's a couple of scriptures in Galatians that we talked about, we've been talking about. Galatians 4, 9, but now that you have come to know God, or rather be known by God, how is it that you turn back again to the elemental, weak, and worthless things to which you desire to be enslaved all over again? Galatians 5, 1 says, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm. And do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Every time you go back to that, this is what you're doing. You're slaving yourself. You're encasing yourself in bondage. Romans, Paul says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we, who died to sin, still live in it? Therefore, we have been buried with him, baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so too we. Me, white, walk in newness of life, for if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. That's what God has for you. 
no longer bound by sin. When we return to the sins that were in our former life and give them control, we subject ourselves to bondage again. When we choose to believe the lies that were told of us and the ones that we told ourselves, rather than what the Father says is true is us, we subject ourselves to slavery by them again. When we choose to live in fear again, we allow ourselves to be defeated by every circumstance that comes into our lives, and we cower rather than overcome. I was there. But Christ came that we might have life and life more abundant. Is that the life you now live? If it is, doesn't have to be. The Father's here today. He wants you to know that he loves you. He wants to say, day is the day. Now is the time to stop running, to accept what I've done for you. And allow him to set you free. Allow him to take these chains off. From the chains of a lesser law, the law of sin and death, you have been set free. Why do you bring all this, Tom? Why are you saying all this? I believe today the Father wants to set some people free. And you know who you are? I don't. Don't have a clue. But I know he's here. There's no better day than this day. There's no better time than this time. And I wonder if there's anybody here that would want to be bold enough and tired enough and sick enough and downtrodden and in bondage enough that they would say, that's me. Would you pray for me? Would you intercede for me? Would you help me see the Father? And if that's you, you're going to raise your hand. Somebody's going to come pray with you. I remember the day that I did that when Joni says, today's the day when this guy was released from me, when these chains began to fall off of me. And I began to walk in freedom. Somebody recently said to me, the change in me that he sees as peace. I went about 60 years with no peace. (laughs) 
I urge you, don't go another day bound by those chains. Does anybody want to just stand up and say publicly, I need help? Or just grab somebody after church? There are plenty of people here that love you, that want to see you free, that will pray with you and help you and work with you. That's all I got, Micah.